wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. (laughs) Hello, hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Dissecting Success. I am here with the fabulous Black Heblin Venables. We are recording an amazing episode and we have a brilliant guest with us today, which we literally just met, Eunicia Perrett. She is a seasoned executive and business owner, accomplished financial consultant, mentor and educator, and the CEO and founder of Empowered Financial Planner. On her own journey, she went from rebuilding her financial independence from nearly nothing to over six figures in less than a year. So exciting. Using the same methodology that she now uses with her clients. And I can't wait to hear more about that. In addition, she has worked with and set hundreds of clients on their paths to financial independence and wealth optimization. Eunicia is a senior contributor to Brains Magazine and collaborates with many globally known thought leadership experts. In her past, she's worked with the world's most renowned financial organizations such as Citibank, Amex, Aviva, Suntraft, and more. She's also a trusted advisor to top-level executives and invested heavily in identifying lending practices when it comes to delivering value to her clients. Anusia is very passionate about seeing true transformation in her clients' financial success stories, and we are so, so, so excited to have her here and to have this conversation and to learn more how this also proud mom of two amazing children uses her time to support people financially and create success and optimize health. Hello, we are here for it. Welcome, Eunicia. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Teresa and, and Blair. I Listening to you talk a little bit about who I am and my past was, was having me ask my question, is that truly me out there? So thank you for that. I love that. I love that. So Eunicia, we always like to start this conversation by really diving into success and what it means to you. So what comes up when I ask you that question? What comes up for me when you ask me the question about success is um, I envision my myself in a place of content, content, contentness, happiness, peace, peace and contentness with everything that may either be happening in my life, whether it be positive or negative all because it's what we do and what I do meets me and and meets my goals and my desires and and who I want to show up as in the world. 
and I will tell you that I've I've evaluated that evaluated that for myself many many times, especially when times get tough, to say, is this what success actually looks like? And the reality is that yes, success doesn't just come. It's not always a bed of roses. The more we can focus on how do we find that silver lining, even when adversities come our way has actually lends us on so much uh, better of a stepping uh, forward path towards even more of a success. I love that. I think that's so powerful. And, you know, with your background in finance and with what you just shared, I think one of the things that sort of like came through me as you were sharing that is that I have found, especially when it comes to success, people attach the idea of what success is or not is so often to how much money we have in our bank account. And I feel like that is a layer that, you know, you could probably bring in and talk about a little bit more because it sounds like you've had some experience around times where you were abundant with money, but also times where money wasn't there and and you still found your way to really defining success as something that's contentment, happiness, and peace, regardless of what's happening, which I really, really love. So can you speak a little bit more about that and maybe your story of how that all came to be? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I will tell you that I've been very fortunate to have actually true financial success all along. It's been, I've been in in financial services, uh, worked as a strategy consultant, built my expertise, built my career, rose up all the way to the top. And all throughout that time, I did make a lot of money. But what I found myself and what we found out, found ourselves, um, uh, kind of the situation that we were finding ourselves as a family in was always going from, it was literally the paycheck to the paycheck, the month to month. And it wasn't because there was a lack of money. It was this, this constant search to your point for that happiness, right? A lot of people tie happiness to eccentric vacations, to, you know, doing all the things and buying all the things that you want because either you have money or if you don't have money, you're also thinking about how you would desire all that. And what I will tell you is that when we took, when I took even more personal, a step back to try to understand what had been happening with us and why, frankly, we were bringing in high incomes, yet we were still, it felt like breaking even almost every month. What I realized was that this mindset of connecting our success to money is not a healthy mindset. And that if we can start thinking about how do we secure our own financial independence and our own financial decoupling the the money that comes in and the the desire to continue to to just grow the money that comes in and start paying ourselves so that we can see our own bottom line growing a beautiful mindset uh, shift happens because we no longer feel the pressure for the money we no longer feel the pressure sure we want to get increases in salary and continue to grow our businesses etc but it's not we're doing it more from a place of fulfillment rather than from a place of scarcity and constantly wanting more because we have that that level of support um, generated, frankly, by by the money and by the wealth that we've generated by focusing on ourselves. So I gave you an answer that was 
probably a lot more complex than individuals that have not gone through that have experienced. But because you guys are working with successful business owners and entrepreneurs that are looking to take their businesses to the next level, one of my guiding posts for anybody that's in the situation is don't just focus on the career. Don't just focus on the business. Learn to take some of that and pay yourself. Set some of that wealth aside so that you know, and you have that confidence in your heart that anything that gets thrown your way is going to be fine. You're going to be fine because then in turn, it will give you peace in your heart and individuals that go through that then can focus on truly mastering success because now they've got that peace and the joy. Ooh, so good. You know, talking about money and finances is something that always makes me really uncomfortable and it's my money trauma from my childhood. And, you know, I'm getting better at it. So it's always really interesting to talk to professionals, you know, in the financial planning world, because my mind starts going to all these places. And what you just said about how you, you know, we're living paycheck to paycheck, but you were bringing lots of money in. Like, how do we make that besides the mind shift? Like, what do we do to fix that? Like, if I'm making 10k a month, but at the end of the month, there's zero dollars. Like, what's the shift there besides the mind shift? Like, what what are some tips that we can do? The shift, it, it's, it's actually a shift that it's very easily articulated, but very hard to implement. The shift is having a truly customized plan that works for you. Works for you, Blair. The same thing that's going to work for you is not going to work for me. It's probably not going to work for anybody else, certainly not for Teresa, for various reasons. And one of the things that you just mentioned is, is that personal situation, right? Whatever... Either it was, there was a trauma or your goals and aspirations are different or your business or your career is in a different place. Every single one of those things brings in a different level of nuance that makes it really hard to say the same strategy that everybody else is, 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 is implementing out there because that's how financial services works is going to work for you. And frankly, when I personally started looking at what where we were and why our situation was, a, our, our wealth optimization wasn't further ahead, what I realized because of my strategy consulting expertise is that as individuals, but also as successful business owners and executives that are making, bringing in a ton of money, we have these issues, this issue where we we don't know that we have options. By the way, we're leaving money on the table. We're flushing money down the toilet at every single turn. We're paying too much in taxes. The way that money is invested, we're either losing money or we're not making enough money because we don't have access to the strategies that, frankly, the uber wealthy have. And then last but not least, when it comes time to think about long-term wealth and retirement income and exit planning strategies for companies, nobody wants to look backwards because it's so hard. But if we are able to generate that power as part of a comprehensive and truly customized plan at an individual or at a company level to say, how do we work things backwards? If we want to be at point X, Y, Z, in the next 5, 10, 15 years, what is it that we need to do to chart that path be between where we're at and where we want to be? And what, what we found is that by having an approach to actually do that, an approach that is unique to each one of us based on our own quirkiness or frankly, based on our own situations, then again, that piece comes in because now it's not just you're implementing a solution that somebody's recommending. You're implementing something that you understand because you understand how that fits that particular solution or solutions may fit into the broader scheme of the opportunities that are available to you. 
So you're saying that when I make my first million dollars, I shouldn't go out and buy $25,000 Cartier Jaguar diamond crested like ring. I really no. want to. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could. And, and here's what I would tell you. If you so really want to, absolutely. But what I would also tell you is that by the time you make the million dollars, if you do things right, this is not about waiting, gaining financial independence and building financial independence and wealth. First of all, wealth, wealth is relative. Some, you know, what wealth means to one person may be different to somebody else. And so that's why I want to make sure that the people that are listening in some cases, it's okay to, to change out wealth for success. What does success mean look like to you financially? But my argument would be that if you do things right, by the time you earn that million dollars, your financial situation, you're already going to be financially independent. If you do things right, you should be. And then if you want to spend $25,000 on that bling bling, as long as it's, let's just make sure that it is made out of, of um, a precious metal, then fine. Maybe we can turn around and look at it as some sort of an investment and a bling, 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 bling. But you're not yeah. going to make it from a scarcity standpoint, right? Oh. You're going to make a very informed decision to say, I, I want it and I can afford it because even if I do it, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because that's kind of how I always live. I come not from a scarcity, but from a place of abundance. And I've always been that way. And it's almost like to a fault. But, um, you know, I was just having a conversation with a friend and I said, once I make my first million to celebrate, I want to get one of those Cartier rings because to me, maybe when I reach that milestone, that'll be like an indication that like I feel filthy rich, but who knows how I'll feel. You know, I do have goals to hit my seven figures, not this year, but next year, like not 2023. And if I do, that's amazing for 2024. That's my goal. And um, it's really interesting, though, because my words like Teresa and I pick words. How do and how do we want to feel at the end of the year? And my word for 2023 is bountiful. And my, the way I want to feel is healthy, wealthy, and happy. So it's very interesting that we're having this conversation. Absolutely. And what I can tell you is that, again, feeling healthy, wealthy, and happy. I, I love, I love the way that you guys are thinking because more people should be thinking like that. It's not just about the end goal and the end, end of the journey is the journey along the line along that path. And oftentimes I get the question of, but Janice, and you mentioned it even earlier, right? Let's say that you bring in even $50,000 a month and money comes in, money goes out. And at the end of the day, there's barely anything left over. Okay. What do you do in that situation? Oftentimes I get the question of, Janice, there's no money left over to build my own wealth. And when we sit down and we truly look, we try to decipher how does that money get spent? Not from a place of shamefulness or embarrassing anybody because maybe they have a lot of frivolous spending, but helping them understand that, hey, purchasing a high-end purse every other month or once a year or whatever that looks like for them, does it really help them having that additional item, whatever that item looks like, versus saying, you know what, I'm not going to completely sacrifice all of that. I'll continue doing it, but let's be smart and figure out how much of that extra spent that maybe we shouldn't have, can we take and start paying ourselves so that you can, you'll continue to have, again, we don't want to completely cut some of these things because that would throw people, some people in a tailspin, but rather saying, how can we continue to build wealth? How can we take and redeploy some of those assets to actually build wealth and get that confidence that we're okay. 
And mindset wise, what ends up happening is when people do that, it's a very hard thing to do. And that's why it's awesome when individuals work with people that they know, like, and trust that can help guide them through that mindset shift. Because when that happens, their spending habits will continue to change. They're going to go out there shopping and they're going to say, you know what, I really don't need this fill in the blank, whatever it is, because that same money set aside in whatever different strategies are, are taking place that are actually helping the money advance and grow are going to deliver a lot more value than that particular object. Yeah, I feel like this is such an important conversation to have. And also around, you know, you have money coming in, but it goes out as fast as it comes in. And, you know, for me, like, even just like this year and the journey that I've been on and, and what's been happening in my life, like for me, true wealth is, is really more um, like emotional wealth. Like it's really being able to, to feel the way I want to feel like it's about fulfillment, peace, satisfaction, love, like it, it's really being relaxed in my life and being able to build my business, having, you know, supportive relationships in my life. Like for me, wealth is so much broader, but of course there is a financial aspect to it. I know that we can't live off air, you know, <laughs> like I'm not, you know, obviously like I support people in business. So, you know, it's, it's not about that. But one thing that, that I really realized for me is that there is a balance and, and you mentioned this a couple of times paying yourself. And, and one of the things that I have seen, and I've certainly done that in business is just reinvesting everything that came in and more knowing that I'm building a future and I'm building my business, but, but literally not regularly paying me. And one of the big shifts that I made this year was like, no, like I'm paying myself every single month. Um, I invested some money into precious metals actually. And like, I really started looking at like things differently, but I really took a more, like I really was financially humbled for a bit of 2022. And I, I wanted to create a more responsible relationship with money and also really thinking about what makes me feel good and what makes me feel safe. And, and I, I think through dismantling and taking a lot away, I got, I got divorced and, and I got rid of most of my stuff and that's in a storage unit now. And now I'm traveling with two bags. I minimized, I dismantled. I really realized that I don't really need a lot. And to your point, now I see things and I'm like, oh, that would be nice. But I'm like, I don't really need it. And so it's really interesting how my spending habits have changed because of that, because I'm like, well, I don't need all these extra clothes, for example. Plus, I only have two bags and I don't have room. But like even that, like I'm having clothes that I have with me that I haven't even worn. Because literally, I don't even, and, and I really don't have a lot with me. Like, for somebody who used to have like a full closet, like it's a big thing. I have like a put together capsule wardrobe, but I pretty much wear the same stuff all the time. And now that I'm in a tropical destination, I feel like I wear a baby suit every day. <laughs> but it, you know? isn't that so powerful? Yeah. Isn't that so powerful, Therese? Like it's it not, and, and I love the fact that you brought that example because it's really not sure material things can add happiness, perhaps temporarily, 
But when we realize that it's really not the material things, it's how we feel on the inside and the, that peace and that contentness that we have, that you're feeling, and you're able to travel the world and have fun and enjoy. And meanwhile, you're building a business, you're setting money aside. Arguably, again, that wealth is relative, just like we, we said earlier. And to you, it means something else. But you're also realizing that, hey, if we do these things in tandem, then the long-term trajectory is going to continue to bring that fulfillment and that sense of fulfillment on multiple fronts, not just one or two. And that in itself, I think, takes us right back to the what everybody that is searching for success can find for themselves if they so choose to actually do the hard work, go through their emotions, and actually get to that place of happiness. Totally. And hold on to their wealth, you know, to your point. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I make a million, I'm going to go celebrate and I'll probably buy myself something beautiful. But I don't know what that is. That could be, you know, I, I have no idea what that is going to be. But but I feel like um, there's something really empowering to also really say, hey, I am, you know, earning a great income and I'm earning a great living and I'm putting that money to work so I can build more wealth and continue to be in a financial situation that allows me and affords me to live the life that I want to live and really build it while also living the way that you want, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely not one for restricting and, and I don't know, Blair might have a few more things that she's going to share about that because I feel like, you know, I feel like for me, it's like we live now and I want to live now. Like I don't want to like nest egg everything away for when I think I'm going to be 80, to be honest, because I've, I, I just don't believe that that is really going to benefit us because we don't know when the, the time is up for us. But at the same time, I also believe in building wealth and creating something that allows us to, to really maximize and, and you said, earning, you know, right. And and you said something very, very key there, um, Teresa, that I want to make sure we don't lose sight of because there are so many individuals that feel the same way. They don't want to live life feeling like they're constantly putting things off for the future. And oftentimes what we find when we take on new clients, by the way, we, we, we mentioned, you were mentioning financial advisors at the very beginning we don't focus on the financial advisory aspect in terms of saying, hey, we're financial advisors. The name of the companies is a little bit deceiving. There's there's, there's a reason for that. Not because we want it to be deceiving, but where we started and what it's grown into the last several years is just beautiful. But what we're finding is that when individuals set that money aside, one of the big, big questions is what is it that we want that money to do for us, frankly? And that's a question that the financial services industry doesn't ask. Financial advisors, financial experts, their job is to take those assets and to do something with them, to invest them. The focus though for the client shouldn't be just the investments. The investments, there are so many different ways, so many different opportunities to explore that unfortunately clients don't really understand. And that's our job for them to understand what are their opportunities. But even bigger, even before that discussion ever comes up, one big thing that we have to focus on is what do we want that wealth, that money, that pot of gold that you're setting aside? What do you want? What do you need it to do for you? Because when 
wealth is grown in a way that is flexible, whether you need to use it or you want to use it earlier or later, it should not come with a ton of strings attached. Unfortunately, however, most individuals, when they're setting money aside, the money is basically, it comes with strings attached. It's their money and they attached all of these strings to that money. And only by the time they get later on in life, do they realize we should, like, were there any options that we could have done to where we don't have all these entanglements? And by that point in time, it's undoing the mistakes that we could have avoided if we just understood what our options are. Are so I encourage people to not just you know as you're thinking, oh, I'm putting money in my 401k or I've got a SEP or I've got an IRA. Those are those are things. Those are different types of treatments that that jargon that happens in the in the industry. Have we answered a question individually for each one of us? What do we want that money to do? And then look at the options that can actually deliver that for us versus starting the other way around. So do we have to put money aside? I had three parents in about a year, all in their 60s, die. None of them retired. Well, my dad did, but he was disabled. My mom, saving for retirement, dropped dead three weeks after a diagnosis. Same with my father-in-law. He was preparing to retire, never got to retire. So I'm super jaded about the concept of like, I and I do put money aside, but it's not exorbitant amounts because I want to live my life now. And I don't want those strings attached. Like I'm the other end of the spectrum where I'm like, I got shit to do. I got places to go and people to see because like, who knows if I'm going to drop dead tomorrow or at age 50, like I'm only 37, but I don't, I don't want to be like my parents' generation. It's a great question. And I think you answered it for yourself. It's not just about saving money, putting money aside so that we can have it sometimes at some point, at some point in time after we retire. That's not the point. The point is to know that the money that you set aside, if, if the idea of we don't want strings attached to our money is so strong, then why is it that the only option that the industry really talks about is the money that has strings attached? Right. Right. Because you want to live. You want to know that that money's there. If you do live to be a hundred, wonderful. That oh God, no. Service you. <laughs> but if you don't, at the same time, you have access to it and you get to use it whenever you want to, not when you're and only after you're 59 and a half, because otherwise you're going to incur all sorts of penalties. Yeah. Right. Oh, this conversation, like, it's just fascinating because like my mind shift, my mind shift around money has changed over the last couple of years and I have a lot of work to do. Um, and this is just brilliant. So as we're winding this conversation down or up, because whichever way you want to look at it. Sounds like we uh, need to do a 2.0. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so uh, two questions. I'll start with one. How can people find you? Where can people find you? The easiest way for them to find us is to go to our website, www.empoweredfinancialplanner.com. There's a way to um, send us a chat, uh, a chat message there. Um, also, we are on social media. You can look up for either Unicia Pred or the Empowered Financial Planner, or for individuals that want to know more, even just about our philosophy and what are some of those things that we've seen historically are harming people when it comes to building that wealth again, whatever wealth means to you. We have a giveaway. It's it's a short PDF uh, white paper that I'd love for folks to just take and read. I guarantee there's going to be some sort of a golden nugget that folks will go, aha, uh-huh, wish I would have known this before. It's never too late. It's better to start later rather than ever. Uh, they can find that out at www.empoweredfinancialplanner.com forward slash pitfalls. And I'm sure you guys will probably include those links in there. 
do me a favor that if you go and you get those pitfalls, the, the five financial pitfalls to avoid, you will be given an option to schedule a um, connect call with us. On that connect call, if you have questions and different things that we could potentially address, feel free to, um, to go ahead and book it. And very importantly, let us know that you heard about it here on the Dissecting Success podcast. And it'll be our pleasure to figure out if we're not the right solution for you and we're not the right solution for everybody, at a minimum, you'll hopefully have some answers that could potentially make the difference between you feeling successful financially and perhaps not. I love that. Oh, so good. And what advice do you have for people who on who are on the path to wealth, who are on the path to success? To not put it off under the premise that we will get to that million dollars or whatever that that utopia looks like for you in terms of revenue, in terms of income, in terms of salary, whatever that looks like. Start whatever start wherever you're at and don't ever ever allow yourself to have the feeling of I'm not worthy enough I don't make enough there's not enough left over I'll do it later procrastination whatever it is it is that you call it at the end of the day it all sums up to the same avoidance do not allow avoidance to settle in because that avoidance brings up questions and I would welcome our guests to just monitor this in their lives that avoidance will bring up questions and then we'll dismiss the question and another question will pop up. And those questions will be never ending. They'll continue to compound and get to the next level. And then we'll circle back around. When we answer the questions, when we allow ourselves to actually start working on those problems, put ourselves in the mindset of, of prosperity and success and knowing that we're starting small, potentially, maybe not, a beautiful thing will happen. Our mindset will change. Our level of questions will go up. And because of that, our financial success and our ultimate happiness and fulfillment will continue to go up as well in a way that's more meaningful to us. And it's not, it's not dreadful because we keep hearing the same questions coming up, right? We'll be energized by new and better things. Beautiful advice. Also personally, it lands and makes me uncomfortable and reminds me of the things I'm avoiding. So <laughs> thank you. Um, we really appreciate you coming on to dissect success with me and Teresa Thank you to everyone who tuned in for another episode. We'll be back next week to dissect success with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies. Peace. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.